0: Welcome, everybody, to another Angry Wargamer podcast. I am your host, Jason, the Angry Wargamer, and we've got uh, Drew and Lando. I don't know why I stumbled saying that, because they're always here. (laughs) What up, guys? It's
1: true. are.
0: What happened?
2: It's true. We are always here.
0: I know. Occasionally. Maybe
2: you're forgetting our names. Maybe you're forgetting us.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I guess we could always start without saying anybody's name, but eh, whatever. <laughs> the new listeners wouldn't know the hell we were talking to.
2: <laughs> no, no. I mean, like, maybe you're forgetting us in your newfound fame.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fucking Jesus Christ. If I ever She's become that
2: famous now, ladies
0: and gentlemen, I just, I just want to be clear. If I ever become that big headed about some bullshit that I don't want to deal with people because all of a sudden I'm above them, please, for the love of God, just come to my house and kick me in my nuts because oh, I
2: sure as hell will I'll all right. sharpen up the boot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I don't do this for the fame I do this because it's fun And I enjoy doing it
2: Jace is not even my real name It's only my stage name
0: Ah oh, shit, I should have done that I should have just stuck <laughs> with Angry Wargamer Instead of giving out my real name Fuck, why did not I think about that? <laughs>
2: I don't know. No. That's why I wanted to call myself Harimub for a while, but everyone just kept using either Orlando or Lando, so I'm just like, Oh, well, you could have just
0: fucking told me. Eh, whatever. <laughs> 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 that
1: whatever. I wanted him Lando anyways.
0: Yeah, 29 episodes in, and now he has a problem with me calling him by his name? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I don't have
2: an issue with it at all. It was more like a preference sort of
0: thing. No, but no. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got you. <laughs> All right. So I guess um, I'm going to do, I'm going to kind of jump around the topics, but um, I wanted to do a uh, catch up. Like this is kind of like our paperwork side of things at the beginning of this episode. So we, uh, in our, one of our older episodes, I think a couple of our older episodes, uh, when we were talking about MTG lawsuits or not MTG, Wizards lawsuits uh, during the Dragonland stuff. There was a lawsuit with uh, ACD Distribution in Wisconsin and Wizards of the Coast. Um, Wizards of the Coast had canceled or had removed um, All Magic products from them. I think that All Magic products, I want to say all of their products. I don't remember specifically. Like D&D and stuff like that, too. But what happened was is ACD ended up suing them, saying that, you know, that they're, like, 30% of their business, and um it's not okay for them to break the contract. So, the update... Oh, shit. I just dropped my phone. Motherfucker. We're doing this live! Anyway. <laughs> um... Let me find that damn article. I thought I had it open and then I didn't. So we have a update to that in, I think, March or February. The update happened. Uh, IVC2.com wrote an article on February 16th. So we're about two months out from the judgment. But uh, there is appeals going on and we'll get more info when that comes through. But um, um, they
2: already they already decided on the case.
0: Yeah, they already decided the case. Um, and now they're going to appeals.
2: Oh shit!
0: So, so
2: what was the verdict?
0: Here it comes, baby. <laughs> ACD Distribution has appealed decisions in litigation against Wizards of the Coast to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals in San Francisco, uh, which is a completely different court because it went to Seattle from Wisconsin. If if everybody remembers. They, re- they moved it from Wisconsin to Seattle, where Wizards is, and now the appeals is being uh, sent, uh, done in San Francisco. Uh, it has a- appealed both the base ruling in the case uh, that allowed Watsi to terminate its relationship with ACD, so they said that that was okay, and a follow-up ruling that required ACD to pay $254,042.92 to Wizards of the Coast for legal fees incurred in the case. Son of a bitch. So yeah, they were able to terminate the contract. So they lost like 30% of their business and then they had to pay 255,000. We'll say, well, no wonder
2: they're fucking appealing. They're not going to be paying nearly a quarter million dollars just
0: to lose. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, uh, the end of the article just basically said, like, is the summary of what happened, uh, after I- a uh, made its intentions to terminate ACD as a distributor clear in 2018. ACD sued uh, under the Fair, uh, the Wisconsin Fair Dealership Law to prevent the termination. After the charge of after a change of venue to the U.S. District Court of Western District of Washington in Seattle, the court ruled that Washington State law governed the relationship between the companies, and that the F- Wisconsin Fair Dealership Law does not apply. The ruling removed the restraining order originally granted in Wisconsin and Watsi terminated ACD last August. The ruling required ACD to pay fees followed in November. So the appeals court is now awaiting a response from Watsi to appeal. I'm assuming that there was a response, but there's no update to the article. So um, I couldn't find anything either. Like I didn't like, I didn't start going through legal documents, but that is the update on the ACD thing, because we said we would keep you guys updated. I have been going through like some of the old podcasts just to see if any, <laughs> any old information. We kind of tied off the Dragonlance thing, and I think this was the last one that we needed to tie up. So, there's that.
2: <laughs> Fair enough, but Jesus fucking Christ.
0: Yeah. It's already
2: a shit show. You're already losing... It's just
0: yeah, you're already you're already losing like thirty percent of your business, and then you're losing people that would normally buy Watsy products. You're losing probably more than the thirty percent. So who knows if ACD is still gonna be around after all this is said and done. But like oh, I said, no, they're
2: probably gonna go out of business. Far.
0: But here the funny thing is is they have a dealer program with Hasbro. They're a Hasbro distributor. So oh. I don't, I don't understand. I don't get it. Um, but whatever. And I thought Watsy was moving some of their properties to the Hasbro side. So, oh well. All right, moving on. Let's get some Nintendo talking because we can't have a cast without talking about Nintendo. But this time it's all good. So, well. Unless there's there's some bullshit that you guys know that I don't know. (laughs) The Spring Indie World sale is going on, and it ends April 25th at 12 p.m. Or 11.59 p.m. PT. Pacific Time? Yeah. So I don't know what time that is. Whatever time that is for you, you can figure that out on your own. I'm no genius. But today is April 17th, (laughs) 2021. Now I got to get that out of the way. there's a lot of good games on sale right now Uh, Ori and the Will-O-Wisps Hades is on sale Um, I'm trying to think of like other stuff that we've talked about obviously you have Jack in the Box party games because they're always on fucking sale
2: hey they're not that bad of games if you have a few hours to spare at a party while
0: getting wasted and hammered and stoned I guess I don't know. I'd still be rather playing Mario Kart or fucking Bomberman.
2: So see, that's how old school you are, and I still say you're weak because you aren't. No, you aren't going down on a party unless you're playing some Mario Party. Nah, Break those blisters no. into your fucking hands.
0: No, you honestly, you don't know competitive gaming until you've played Bomberman. <laughs> you just don't. <laughs> Bomberman was like the first game that got everybody. Well, Bomberman and Goldeneye were like the first two games that got everybody together to compete, to just fuck each other up. <laughs> that's we would play Bomberman all the time. Um, hey, you guys shared some indie stuff that's coming. Did I miss something? They're coming for the Switch.
1: Yeah, there's the House of the Dead remake. Um, there's the Ninja Turtles beat uh, beat 'em up. That's coming in. Um, those are the two off the top of my head that really stuck out to me, obviously.
0: Yep. And I have to know Lando, when you shared this Chun-Li and Ryu become power Rangers, is that a real thing?
2: Yes. It's a legit thing.
0: They're literally <laughs> putting them in battle for the they're, grid.
2: They're going to be DLC characters in the power Rangers game. That's the 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 fighting game that's on, and they're going to be guest rangers. They're going to be designing their uh, their costumes based on their uh, Street Fighter
0: V appearances. Why?
2: (laughs) I think it's really cool.
0: I think I think it's all right. Battle of the Grid has actually been gaining a lot of steam lately. Um, Because
2: I, well, it's it's it. I've heard that it's a really solid fighting game which really has me eager to try it out.
0: Yeah, you have assists. You have three three team combos. You have um, you can summon your zords to assist. I don't know. It looks pretty legit. It sounds like a mall versus Capcom type of game. And if that's the case, I'm going to fucking love it. Um, yeah, maybe. I guess it kind of has that feel. Each I know each ranger has a different fighting style. Which is great. That works. So they should be they should be, at the very
2: least, uh, uh, diverse in uh, fighting styles.
0: Yeah. Well, I know they have um like some of them use guns and stuff. And there's one there's a couple you can use some of the villains too, like they have Zed, um not Rita. Who is the fucking golden Sphinx guy? Goldar. Goldar, there we go. So you can play some of the villains too.
2: Although I now kind of wish Rita Repulsa was a fucking playable character, hell, fuck, bring Diva Tox as shit as that series was. I wouldn't mind if she was in the
0: game. I don't here. Let me. I gotta look this up now. <laughs> I gotta know who's in this game. Battle for the Grid. They um. I know the game. Like the game originally when it came out, it caught a lot of shit, but um. A lot of people have been playing it and I guess it's gotten a lot better. So I mean, I'm down for that. <laughs> this is this and what was the other one? Um there's a f- um uh, My Little Pony fighting game. <laughs> the fuck? Yeah, it, okay, the My Little Pony one is, is apparently really legit if you're a fighting game fan. So, uh okay, so they have Jason Lee Scott, Tommy Oliver, Gia Moran, Lord Dracon, Ranger Slayer, Goldar, Magna Defender, Udana, Cenozoic Blue Ranger.
2: Okay, these are clearly. Okay, my knowledge of the Rangers and the Super Sentai's are extremely limited. So I have no idea what the majority of
0: these beings are. Yeah, they have, so they tell you what series they're from, too. Well, yeah. well of course. Yeah. Power, Power Rangers Time Force is one of them. Jungle Fury Wolf Ranger. Uh, Super Samurai Red Ranger. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Um, well, of course, they got to be in it. Yeah, not all of them are in it, though. You'd be surprised. But they... Uh, uh,
2: no, but even so, of course, they got to be in it. Yeah. You, you'd you be out of your mind if you di- if they weren't allowed in. They...
0: Right. And but they haven't okay, they haven't put the regular pink ranger in. Oh, no, they did. Ranger Slayer, I guess. Yeah, they put the they put the pink. They didn't put the white ranger in, uh, but they did the green ranger. And. There's no blue ranger The blue ranger that they have is from the movie. So, I don't know. The game still looks pretty legit. I don't actually know how much this costs. Hmm. But you can get it on on every system, including the Stadia. <laughs> oh, it's, it's it's 20 bucks. It's 20 bucks. 20 bucks? Yeah. I might pick that up. Yeah, it's not it's not a bad deal. But that seems pretty legit. I actually <laughs> Who thought, like, Power Rangers, the fighting... Like, everyone was hyping it up originally, but, dude, all of the demo play I saw of this before it dropped just looked like such garbage. <laughs> it just looked terrible. Oh, <laughs> But I don't know. I've, oh, I've been seeing Emily, some...
2: We've been proven wrong.
0: I've been seeing some gameplay of it, and it pops up every once in a while, and it looks pretty legit. And then, uh, what is the... My fighting... <clears throat> My fighting horses, maybe.
2: Okay, that's the one I'm curious about because if it's, I'm kind of hoping it's got a, a an over the top MK style fighting. Uh, it's engine. called.
0: It's called them fighting herds.
2: Them's fighting herds.
0: Them's fighting herds. <clears throat> and it it looks like it's it looks like. Why Skull does Girls. that
2: sound like a Looney Tunes pun?
0: Because, the, dude, the gameplay looks really cartoony. But supposedly for fighting game and like mechanics and like net code and stuff like that, it's like one of the top fighting games.
2: Of course, the, the, the plethora of fighting games that are out there, and it's the ponies that are showing them what's what's what. Step up your game developers.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. It's It was developed by Main6. Published by... It's published on Humble Bumble. Okay. And it looks like you can only play it on PC. So, there oh, you go. Oh. Who would have known Humble Bumble would be a publisher? What What is that?
2: <laughs> you know, I'm not even surprised. We live in a... We we live in a world where Bubsy is now a recurring thing again.
0: <laughs> yeah. Do we we should do a list of like all of the fighting games and like rank them. But I I don't know. I've never played this one, so Fighter Z was good, though. Fighter Z was really good. I'm still a Mortal Kombat fan. NRS games, though, since NetherRealm Studios took over, like, Injustice and stuff like that, it feels really clunky to play them, like, graphics-wise. And
2: then... I don't know. I I think Injustice 2 is a pretty good one. Um, as for Dragon Ball Fighter Z, I would... I, I'm still practicing with it. I'm... Um, I've been playing mostly with, uh, the, uh, the legendary super Saiyan trio.
0: Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a fun game. I really enjoy it. It's kind of the game that I wanted out of, um, was it Xenoverse? Not Xenoverse. Yeah. Dragon Ball Xenoverse. I never played it. Oh, (laughs) <laughs> it was like it was like kind of an open worldy kind of thing, but you could like challenge players, um, and it was like the only way you could have a Dragon Ball Fighter game was to play it with that. But it was it's really weird. I don't know. I didn't like it. Apparently, people still play it, and people apparently are really good at it. Speaking of things that I didn't know, people still did. Did you know Bakugan was still a thing?
2: Yes. Unfortunately, it's still a thing.
0: What are you gonna do?
2: The odds are stacked against you. Like if my I, that you, if there's anything that that series ever got right was the theme song, and that was just because <laughs> it was so bad, it was catchy. Dude,
0: Baku got it. What was the other one? Um, with the spinners. Beyblade. Beyblade. Like those two things are still around. Like I thought they were just like faz and they were just gonna die. Like, are you kidding me? Duel Masters is still a thing. I, t- Look, man. I- <laughs> Duel Masters
2: died here in the West, but has remained popular in Japan. In fact, it's one of the it's it, it's one of the best card games in Japan.
0: Drew, what was that card game back in the day? It was called like Mage something.
2: Okay,
1: so. Are you talking about MagiNation?
0: That's it. (laughs) Fuck, I miss MagiNation. Nation.
2: remember when when 4Kids released that dub? Oh my god, that art direction was so damn awkward.
0: (laughs) MagiNation was really... I liked it. It was fun.
1: I enjoyed it. I thought it was a blast. And like working for a card store where just as that card game was falling out of favor... Getting a lot of discounts on those was actually pretty interesting. It's funny because I got access to a lot of card games that were dissolving into the into the the murk when I was working uh, into the, the the murkiness when it, I was working for um, <laughs> ironically Watsy back then. So like Doomtown, uh, Magi Nation, shit like that, where, where those were all falling out of favor and were hitting the hitting the dustbin.
0: just kind of sad.
1: No, I didn't play Chaotic, though the, the, the that had a cartoon that supported it, didn't it?
2: Yes, there oh. was two versions. There was the original one that had the old school Flash animation style, that something like Total Drama, and then there was the updated Marillion Invasion one that, while wow, absolutely fucking gorgeous, didn't save the series.
0: Yeah, I think and all of them. I think all those card games back in the day had a cartoon that went with them.
2: Also, the voice the, the the voice of the main character in Marillion, in both the original and Marillion Invasion, was voiced by the guy that did Sonic the Hedgehog and Sonic X at the time, and I could get that out.
0: <laughs> nice. Do you remember the original Lord of the Rings card game?
2: Lord of the Rings had a card game.
0: Yeah. They had um they had an actual like card game that played way differently than um the one that's put out now. Well, the one that was put out and then changed over to a living card game with uh Fantasy Flight. It was um it was really weird cuz like you had the Hobbit, you had the Ring, you had different areas, but it played so different than any other like any other card game. It was so hard to learn.
1: Yeah, the original one was called Middle Earth,
0: wasn't it? Yes, that's it.
1: Yeah, it was Middle Earth, and then they actually made an official L-O-T-R to go along with the movie series.
0: Yep. Yep, yep. And then Star Wars, Decipher Star Wars, that was fucking... That was the best card game I've ever played, and I fucking hate Decipher for killing it.
2: Was it popular
0: though? Oh, it was very popular.
2: And yep, they fucked it up.
0: It went all the way it their third release was Dagaba, I wanna say. And then they released one more after the Dagaba set, and then it that was it. It just ended. Like they just disappeared. You can still you can still find cards for it online. There's still a community for it, and I guess there's a there's people that try to make cards for the game, but like Fuck man, I'm like, just bring back the game. (laughs) So, I missed that game. That game was another one. That one rivaled. um, That's the whole reason I never got into Yu-Gi-Oh. That that card game. So I went. I got into Magic. Yu-Gi-Oh came out, and then I found this Star Wars game, and I dropped everything for this Star Wars game. It was it was run on force and the combat system was based on attrition. So you the whole point was to deck your opponent out and your opponent, their force was how they got like drew cards and how they like played cards. And it was like it was a way of like, I have to beat my opponent, but at the same time, I have to be able to play things. So I have to like match them in certain ways. It was it was a it was a really fun strategy game, and your whole deck was your life. Once you were out of your deck, that the game was over.
2: So it was essentially a far more complicated version of
0: resource management. Oh yeah, hundred percent. But once you learned how to do use the reach source and the uh, attrition. For the combat, the attrition for the combat was probably the hardest thing to learn, but once you learned it, the game was so smooth. I love that, Fair game. Enough. I love that game. I really did what other they car- do have a digital, they have a digital version of it.
1: I can give you the link to the website if you want to play it.
0: Why do you always <laughs> have stuff that I'm looking for? Drew? You were like <laughs> a really bad drug dealer. <laughs>
1: I don't know what you're talking about.
0: Like, I have to ask for it for you to give it to me. <laughs> you know, like, you know, like You're you the worst drug dealer ever.
1: <laughs> I feel like I already sent you the link at least once, but knowing you're distracted ass, I pro- you probably missed it.
0: No. <laughs> the, the only links... Okay. <laughs> I almost bought that Heroes of Might Magic 3 from that link you sent me the other day. Um, I almost did. Dude, I've, I've just been so bored lately. And I still haven't finished... I just got to um, the boss fight in the desert of chapter two of Bravery Default. Like, I still haven't progressed that
2: <laughs> to you, Jason. You don't understand, Jason. You're you're Leon in Resident Evil four. And Drew is just the wandering merchant. <laughs> And he just happens to have what you're looking for.
0: I swear to God, it's like every time I ask for something, doesn't he do that? I swear every time I ask, he's like, hey, so I have a link. Um and I found this. I put good things on sale
2: for you to die, stranger.
0: It's every time. Every time. (laughs) Oh man. Or at least you don't shoot your merchant. Fair enough. I like this merchant because he always has what I'm looking for. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, be the candy man! I know, right? (laughs) Take me to the candy shop.
2: (laughs) Oh dear God! Please don't start the song.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God! Do I actually have to log in on this? What is this? You already sent it to me. Watch a video tutorial to get started, dude. They had oh. But these are probably fan-made ones. I don't if they did go past Dagobah, didn't they? They went to Tatooine. I'm almost positive. Yeah, because it was the base set, the unlimited Hoth, then Dagobah. Oh, wow. They had a lot of... And then they went into the dude, new era.
1: They went all the way to, the, to episode one, dude.
0: Well, no. They killed it before episode. Before it got to those. The, the oh, fans. no. They got
1: to episode one. There's a Darth Maul card. Those are legit. They're legit. They actually have a sideways Darth Maul lightsaber card that's actually real.
0: No shit.
1: Yes, sir. I actually bought a box of that while I was still working at the card store. I was working at a long time ago. Damn,
0: it's been a while. When did when did Episode One get released?
1: Two thousand
2: two, either nineteen ninety nine or two thousand. It was no, in the nineties. I I'm fairly certain it
0: was in the nineties. So. You have to figure what mid 90s was when that TCG started, because that's when Yu-Gi-Oh started.
2: No, Yu-Gi-Oh started Japan in the 90s, and its official card game didn't come out till 2002.
0: Um, I feel hey, like Yu
2: Gi a question for you. What's up?
1: What's the Japanese name for the card game? Yu-Gi-Oh. Seriously? Yes. But it doesn't even have to do with the
2: character beyond Yeah. I'm confused. But to be fair, the original series of Yu-Gi-Oh! didn't even start off with the card game either. The reason why he the reason why the original series, or at least the original character Yugi, is called the King of Games is because he was supposed the the series centered around board games in general, not just card games.
1: Okay then. But the actual game in the series is called Duel Masters, isn't it? It's
2: Duel Monsters. Dual Monsters and, Monster, and the But the moment the reason why that ended up being uh the dominating thing was because fans in Japan loved how they had a very crude version of it in the manga and fans loved that so much that they wanted to see more of that game. So they ended up expanding upon it. That's why the first, I believe, 10 issues of the original Yu-Gi-Oh! manga is not at all anything to do with the, uh, ri- with, with the card game. And then after that, they, brand- they began a brand new series called Yu-Gi-Oh! Duelist, which was essentially the new se- the, 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 about the card game itself. Because so- they had just started developing the actual game itself. Gotcha. Thanks for catching
1: me up, because like, I never understood if there was an actual separate name, because like, the actual name for Pokemon in Japan is Pocket Monsters. It's just called Pokemon in in the Western
2: Hemisphere. Well, it's called Pocket Monsters because that's how they... That was the original name, and Pokemon ended up being the official name for all regions because the U.S. decided to shorten it to make it sound... Cuter since most of the creatures in the game, and in particular, the mascot that they chose with was
0: cute. So uh, um,
2: Pokemon okay. sounds cuter than pocket monsters.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right. So to give you an idea, the Cypher started Star Wars in 1995. So that would pro- that fits around the timeline that I would have been picking it up because I was... I want to say, middle school to junior high ish. And then ninety nine is when it ended, so that's when I was going into high school. The Yu Gi Oh trading card game launched in Japan in nineteen ninety nine. Yep. So, to give you, so Decipher ran Star Wars from nineteen ninety five to nineteen ninety nine when Episode One was released. So if they went all the way up to Episode One. I would figure around ninety nine two thousand, and then Yu Gi Oh started after that. <clears throat> so yeah, so they're all around the same time. So that's- and before
2: the official game that was released in two thousand two, they do have Jap- Japanese only cards that were released by Bandai. And when you looked at when you look at
0: those cards, Jesus fucking Christ, and they're worth a <laughs> lot of
2: fucking money too.
0: I bet, I bet. Speaking of Yu-Gi-Oh! we can probably get into one of our topics now that we've just been talking about fucking cards. <laughs> <laughs> cards and outdated card games. Um Yu-Gi-Oh! just released the uh Ghost of the Past. And to go along with that, this isn't happening everywhere, so don't like freak out everybody. But in some areas, Yu Gi Oh! is now getting scalped. You can't, like, I personally cannot find any Blazing Vortex, even though everyone keeps telling me it's a, a crap set. Um, I was going to buy some of it over the weekend uh, because I couldn't find any um, Time Spiral at my store. So I was like, oh, let me just get some Yu Gi Oh! because, you know, I have, I budget out my spending here. So, um,. I couldn't find any Blazing Vortex. In fact, the only thing I could find was Maximum Gold. And then I was like, all right, that, well, why is that still on the shelf? Like, even though I want to buy it, I'm, I'm not going to buy it. But Ghost of the Past released, and Ghost of the Past is a release like Maximum Gold. But here's the kicker. It's 15 bucks, and you only get three packs. And all of yeah. the Ghost... <laughs> yeah, well, you're basically buying three packs at that point. And all of the cards have started to drop in price except for the chase cards, which are the Ghost Rares. And obviously the most expensive is going to be the Ghost Rare Dark Magician. So, yeah. Um, But supposedly there's a bigger release coming uh, within the next, I want to say May. At the end of May, there's going to be like another full-blown Yu-Gi-Oh! release. And there's a lot, a lot of new... Uh, support for stuff so yeah and it's not just the the meta decks that are getting the support it's like a lot of older decks which by the way i started looking into a karibo deck because i thought it was funny and then it turns out it could be one of the the best decks out there right now
2: uh not really because most of the time karibo is a joke sort of deck it there are a few cards that can be competitively viable sure but karibo is a joke archetype for the most part yeah but it's um
0: you use the Karibos as sacrifices to summon the big bads
2: (laughs) that's fine but there are other cards that can do you that can do the same thing and more
0: well okay so in the last tournament uh Toon actually won
2: yeah that's a shocker right because before (laughs) the before last year Toons were a fucking joke
0: yep so was it uh the normal like red eyes decks want or big winners altergeist is still up there? I'm still learning these archetypes, so if I get them wrong, just bear with me, and there was one more there's like three or four different decks that was rotated around and Toon out of nowhere ended up winning one, So, it's crazy in my opinion because if you, if you figure a casual joke deck um. There's a OK, there's a series on YouTube that I found that's pretty interesting where you know how that, that shit talking happens, like, if I have a meta deck, I could win, just like in magic or whatever. So they take casual players and they give them full-blown competitive decks, and then they take competitive players and give them the casual decks, and it turns yep. out that your knowledge of the game is more important than your deck.:
2: <laughs> yep. Absolutely.
0: So
2: <laughs> it's always good to know your to know the cards out there, but right. because there are over ten thousand cards, you're not going to know every single one of them.
0: Well, just like so magic, you- if you don't know how the cards interact with each other, I can hand you a whole deck and you can play the combo completely out of order, and then you're making misstep after misstep after misstep where a knowledgeable player can realize you screwed up and then you know adjust their play style, so yep.
2: Absolutely.
0: It's crazy. That's just crazy. But yeah, so Yu-Gi-Oh! is now getting scalped and the Ghosts of the Past, you're just buying, you're basically just buying three packs. Um But it's I, I think it has more cards in the packs. I haven't bought one yet. I'm probably going to get one next week when I pick up my strict and stuff Uh just to get a, a better idea of what's going on. Because I, I do want to play Yu-Gi-Oh! I just need to obviously start building a collection so I can start trying to figure out what I want to play instead of just going and buying a deck. Cause after I watched that, um that, you know, casual versus competitive thing, I was like, well, I-, I can spend $600 on a dark magician deck and then just not know how to play and have really cool cards. Or maybe I can actually learn to play the game and build my own deck and get good that way. So. true, sure. Very true. So here's here's the starting starting Yu-Gi-Oh! But that,
2: that's why I keep recommending you to go play uh,
0: Duel Links. Go and... get
2: uh, no, not Duel Links uh, Legacy of the Duelist, because that's the full. It's the official game. And while at the moment, sure, it's a couple of years old, you still have the the vast majority of the cards in there and you can learn to play the game and try out strategies however you like there.
0: Oh, that's right. That OK, so that's the video game on the switch, right? And yeah. it goes all the way up to like link monsters right absolutely yeah it, that's it, what it has cards me. as far as late as
2: 2018 oh, okay. 2019 2019 so i would say pick that up and if you want to test out the deck dude hit me up with a friend code i'll take you on
0: oh fantastic i'll pick that up then i'll make that my purchase instead of ghost of the past just just that way I could at least figure out how to play the game (laughs) yeah man So, yeah we'll do that instead oh so yeah Yu-Gi-Oh is starting to get hit by scalpers but it's kind of calmed down on Pokemon side I noticed a lot of Pokemon like people like they're really hard pressed to move stuff now and a lot of people a lot more people are getting stuff since they started to put the limits on everything so the only thing that's not limited is for is fucking magic because apparently magic just sits sits on the shelves at some of the at these big box stores, so there you go. Um, I guess we can talk about Strixhaven. Yeah. Did you pick up anything for Strixhaven, Drew? Or did, no? Just your commons and uncommons.
1: Um. So I have my commander decks on pre order, which I came in on Friday and found out that they could pre-sell the commander decks if they wanted to, which kind of pisses me off.
0: Oh, what? The Cause fuck? I don't get,
1: paid, I don't get paid until Friday. Okay. Next week. So I have to hold off until next week, no matter what. But moreover, my particular LGS decided that they were going to try and do an event because they had an outdoor area uh, nearby that they could reserve to do an actual pre-release event, which kind of pisses me off because I can't still do that yet. I'm still I'm still not being able to get into public, going into public stuff, so I should still be able to go and buy a pre a pre a pre-release pack yeah. before their quote-unquote re- release event because they don't. It's not official. It's not backed by Wizards, and there's no fucking. Uh, price support for it because wizards is still on right. hiatus on hiatus with that shit but they wouldn't allow me to purchase it now or purchase it up purchase it on friday so i have to wait until tomorrow and potentially miss out on buying a pre-release pack in case they need all of theirs for their fucking pre-release that isn't technically a real pre-release so i'm a little fucking pissed off about that
0: well that's dumb i ended up getting two of them i bought a silver quill and witherbloom and, um, I yeah, have to they, say,
1: not, not, not only that, but they're making them random so that people don't all buy out all the Witherbloom ones. Cause everybody wants the fucking elder dragon for that.
0: Yeah. So that Witherbloom, um, I'm looking at some of those cards that I picked up and I think if I were to play standard, I'd be playing Witherbloom hundred oh, oh, percent, huh?
1: Go for it dude. That's that th- that that actually looks kind of fun.
0: It does. It's it, it, the way I'm understanding how these cards interact with each other, and this is just from a deck building perspective. Like um you create tokens, but then you can use those tokens to sacrifice to cause effects on other cards. That's the way I'm understanding. So like you're you're creating pests to deal with um Other things like adding stats. Like, if you sacrifice a creature, you get plus one, plus one. Like, so, like, you're creating tokens to sacrifice tokens. It's a very, like, weird dynamic. But then they have, like, they have this one card that's four mana and it's, like, an 1110 on, like, turn four, an 1110. But every time you attack or block with it, you have to sacrifice a creature. So you have that like quick fast power but you have to up uh, to use it you have to sacrifice something for it i don't know so
1: yeah. that that's that actually sounds pretty
0: fun right and because you can there, i'm assuming there's like a ton of combos with sacrificing to gain stuff like figure black has a lot of sacrifice creature draw card type stuff right and then, or sacrifice a creature minus whatever, or plus whatever, um, from like older sets, like the sets that are out right now. So there's a lot of interaction with black with sacrifice, but there's also a lot of life gain with green and black comboed in. So it's, and from my understanding, the way Witherbloom's running right now, is that you you're taxing yourself, but gaining it back quickly. So. There is people, there's stories of people at pre-releases that are went down to like two life, came back and won with thirty life. Damn. Yeah. So, and that's just in a limited format. Just think about a full-blown deck now around that. So black green, I think, is going to be super powerful. Um, I think lorehold is going to be the lacking one, and then silver quill. Silverquill has a very cool inkling aesthetic and does with a lot more flying and like you have to play like an asshole if you're playing Silver Quill. Because I looked at all of those cards and, and that just the whole like whole like stigma I got from it is you have to be an asshole. <laughs>
1: It, the, the, the sets really have a heavy reliance on tokens. Silverquill has inklings, Quandrix has fractals, um, Lorehold has spirits, uh, Witherbloom has pests. Yep. Uh, Prismari, they, I don't know if they have any actual tokens. Fractals. I think they're the only Prismari's fractal. No, that's Quandrix.
0: No, Prismari are the fractals. They're green-blue.
1: Prismari's red-blue quandrix is green blue oh okay okay i don't think prismari have a token which Pri- is nice no, but Prismari's uh, the
0: heavy heavy copy spell like they're like copy bounce spell
1: sounds like fun
0: yeah it sounds i can't like wait they're and, I, can't,
1: annoying. I can't wait to crack into some of it but it. i don't know well, hopefully i'll actually get a pre-release pack tomorrow because I tried to go to another LGS to see if they had any, and they didn't get enough, and they ended up selling out of all theirs, which pisses me off even more.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know the other the other cool things that are confirmed now for me. Uh, one, Japanese cards only come in collector boosters. So, okay. yeah. But you get a Japanese one, it looks like in every booster, because I uh, watched somebody crack a pack. You'll get an English version uh myth mythic, um mythical art uh card and you'll get a Japanese version card so you get one of each it looks like in every pack um, <clears throat> obviously with a chance of stuff being uh foil or not foil uh so you don't have to i don't they don't show up in the set boosters and they don't show up in the booster packs but the other thing I did notice when opening both of my um pre-release packs you can have a chance of getting a rare card in an uncommon slot so when they were when the chances like they do on the set boosters where you have you know your uncommons but there's a like a 1 in like 300 chance you'll get a rare in one of those uncommon slots the same thing seems to apply with the regular booster packs so out of one booster pack you have the potential to draw 3 up to three different rares Uh, sorry yeah no four different you have the potential to draw four rares you have the one in the uncommon slot your normal rare slot the mythical art rare and a foil rare so you have the potential to draw four different rare cards the most i drew was three in a pack but if if the stats are right you should you have the chance of drawing four rares in one 15 card pack All
1: right, fair enough.
0: So, at least that's my understanding of just what I've opened. So, but yeah, uh, Strixhaven is all next week. I didn't realize people were getting booster boxes already, and I didn't know about the uh, Commander decks either. Otherwise, I would have bought the Commander decks this weekend, too. Uh,
1: according to my LGS, she found out about that uh, in the afternoon on Friday, which, I mean, wouldn't have given you enough time anyways, because you would have grabbed yours... I a mine. little earlier than that, so you wouldn't have known. And pre-releases, you can generally buy booster boxes prior. Uh, my LGS only had the uh, the set boosters, so I know there was a guy who only wanted a draft booster, so he was kind of disappointed. He ended up buying a Theros box instead. So, <laughs> I
0: got it. I mean, I, mean, I mean, yeah. There you go. I should. I would almost bought a Theros. Box. I like those fucking lands. Anyway. <laughs>
1: and a lot of the rares in there are pretty expensive I mean between Nick's Lotus the two titans and um some other choice cards the there's, some good, there's some good value in there um, and the foil lands are I think are at least three or four bucks a piece so I mean that's something
0: I just want the cool um skull land or the skull cool full art logo lands
1: the Pokemon energy as everyone calls them
0: yes that's the ones I want they look cool i mean i could buy them at 50 cents a pop on tcg player but um you know if i don't have to pay 50 cents a pop (laughs) for that's what uh i need 10 of each land so 10 bucks am i doing that right probably i can't do math i drive trucks (laughs) I don't drive trucks. I stood on my ass, and I still can't read books. <laughs> oh, all right. You have to tell me about the Streets of Rage DLC because I know nothing about this.
2: Hey, Orlando, jump back in. Okay, so Streets of Rage four really fucking good beat 'em up game. If you if you got an hour or two to spare, it's it's hectic. It's crazy. It's just a really great callback to the old school, uh, to the old school streets of rage games. Now there, people have been talking about wondering whether if the developer was going to release any DLC, and it's not like they were uh, close to them. It's not like they weren't ever going to consider it, but now. Now they are, and they're releasing a few characters that were in the game that weren't playable, which is great. One of them being uh, this Russian chick. Was she Russian? I don't know. She looked Russian to me, because she <laughs> she was bulky as all hell. She was one of the she was one of the antagonists in the game. She kicked a lot of ass. That's for sure. <laughs>
0: Streets of Rage 4 came out, what, two months ago? Three months ago?
2: Over a year ago.
0: Did it? J- what game were you having a problem with that Drew told you to pick up that you were trying to solo and you couldn't solo?
2: <laughs> that
0: was Scott
2: Pilgrim versus the World.
0: Oh, oh, my bad, my bad. Sorry.
2: <laughs> and according to Drew, that's not a game you're supposed to be soloing.
0: Yeah, he told me that, and he told me you were struggling with it. and. <laughs> I was yeah, like why is because he doing
2: it I I could not get past the first fucking stage no matter how long I played the damn thing. <laughs> I'm like, dude I'm I'm playing nearly an hour and a half and I'm still not done with level one. <laughs> I haven't died yet.
0: oh my god what is
2: taking this level so long and I lost my only life. Fuck me running. <laughs> I'm an hour and a half in. And I just died and I have to start all over? Are you shitting me?
0: That's rough. That's rough. (laughs) But then
2: Drew tells me it's like, you're not supposed to solo it. You're supposed to get friends to help you get through the stage.
0: Nice. Nice. Anyway, back to Streets of Rage 4. Anywho, I didn't I didn't mean to shit talk you. I was just like I remember Drew saying you were having a hard time with a game and then it wasn't a game you were supposed to solo and I couldn't remember what game it was.
2: <laughs> I mean, if you if you want to go back to what game I was raging on when a game that was solo, it's Cyber Shadow. Good fucking game, but the last segment of the game just it just it is not afraid to kick you in the nuts.
0: Nice. I like those style games though. Obviously, because I'm still doing bravery default on normal and fucking struggling with boss fights. <laughs> Fuck my life. Fair enough. Yeah.
2: But but yeah, uh, I, I I'm excited. I want to see how this girl plays because she she was an asshole <laughs> in Streets of Rage four. So I'm interested to see how she plays. Uh, but I believe there's also going to be an additional story segment that deals with—I don't know. I think it's supposed to deal with the aftermath of the game. Do you know when it's releasing? Which... No, I do not. Unfortunately, I didn't. I didn't take. I didn't track of that.
1: I didn't see myself. I wasn't sure when that was dropping. And then they also have more DLC coming up. They have two more characters. It looks like they're going to be putting in um,
2: uh, Max as well. Fucking yes, because they technically do, but they only have him from... They have his original sprite from Streets of Rage 3, but uh, I believe they're putting his, uh, his, his, current, his current design in Streets of Rage 4 as a playable character, which has me wondering, why didn't they do that in the first place?
0: So... because I think
2: they wanted to, I think they wanted to leave him because he's an antagonist
1: in the game, spoilers by the way.
2: I mean, fair. But now it's I just... kind of want them to per- like since they have the original the, uh, the original sprites for all the playable characters, I'm hoping they bring them all with mo- with modern updated designs. Cuz I know one of them is also technically an antagonist as well, but only his uh streets are rage 3 sprite is also is is only available in the game so i'm hoping he gets to be playable too so it looks like they're all they also added in some new uh moves for all the
0: characters as well sweet experimentation time oh yeah so they, they didn't announce a release date this is the mr x nightmare dlc right
2: oh, ah yeah. there we go yes mr x he was the uh he was the, bo- the he was the father of the two main antagonists in the game right
0: yeah yeah i don't i yeah i i haven't played the game yet i haven't picked it up but yeah it released over a year ago and i guess the they said the dlc should be later this year but it doesn't say if it's going to be pay oh no it is pay and then you you alongside it you get a new free update which includes new Mania plus difficulty and an in-depth training system and palette swap options for the game's playable cast. That'd be cool. Yeah, so you get skins, a new difficulty level, and uh, an in-depth training system. Whatever that means.
2: (laughs) Well, the game, while simple in design, it has, like... You can pull some insane combos in the game. You just have to figure out how to play the characters to do so hell when Drew and I first were playing it, we couldn't figure out how to do our supers until like 40 minutes into the game
0: Jesus yeah
1: <laughs> took a while
2: nice
0: maybe I'll pick this one up how much is that one
2: do it I'll do some 3 player with you, dude that'd be great no wait remember we can't do that it has to be locals only
1: oh it's only 2 player in internet right
2: yeah, it's only two-player internet. Remember, we tried doing that once before and it didn't quite pan out because we found out that it has online play, but that's two players only.
0: Really? That's some
1: bullshit. I keep forgetting about that. Now I'm even angrier.
0: Damn, it's still a $40 game. We bought it for
2: 20
0: I wonder if you could just buy it on the Switch. The physical copy is... Forty bucks.
2: Yeah, you could buy it on the Switch by itself. That's how I got it.
0: Oh, don't take me to GameStop. I don't want to go to GameStop. Fucking uh... It doesn't actually give me a cost otherwise. Is this like a game that they only made physical copies for a limited time? Cause the price just seems weird.
2: No, there's plenty of them at fucking Walmart. It's not limited.
0: Oh. Hmm. Huh. I, I don't know. I'm seeing different prices for these. They must have done like a special edition cover. Probably. Why would you give me... Yeah, 25 bucks US online on the eShop. Why the fuck would I pay 40 for that? That makes no sense to me. Anyway. <laughs> Fucking Nintendo. Oh, that was the other biggest complaint everybody had with the indie sales. is everyone's like, Nintendo needs to fix their online shop UI. Well, Yeah. Of course, but if you know what you're looking for, then you can go to the genre and just scroll through the genre, right? (laughs) Or search the damn name. Yeah, but sometimes you just want to look at what's on sale, and sometimes the ones on sale, there's like a shit ton. So you just go to the genre you like and filter it that way. Their filter system is not that hard to use. I don't know. But then again, I know what I'm looking for when I'm looking for it. And then the stuff that I find... That I enjoy, like, think I'll enjoy, I always put on my wish list. And then they always send you an email saying, Hey, your wish list.
1: (laughs) Steam does that too, but it's not a. But it's nice to get those emails occasionally for that. Especially because I've had uh, the Panzer Dragoon remaster sit on my wish list for a bit.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I had that too. Oh, um,. So, remember when we were talking about the PlayStation with one of their new releases? It was that uh, Outer uh not Outer Worlds, World game? Yeah. You know what they did with it? What? They made it uh, one of the free games for the PS Plus for this month's PS5. Okay. That's
2: actually pretty cool.
0: Yeah, like they just gave it away for free.
2: <laughs> to be fair... Oddworld is such a niche fucking franchise. I I don't blame them for doing such a thing.
0: Yeah, but how are you supposed to how is the developer supposed to make money on that? Do they play do they pay them out of that PS Plus money?
2: Probably. Not, not sure, but if to be honest here, it's it's a niche it's a niche franchise i don't think they were making much off of it anyway in fact most people tend to believe that you know their entries are mostly you know passion projects more than anything yeah and i commend them for it you know cuz you know it's kind of hard to you know love a face like uh Like, Abe's. But, but hey, apparently from what I know, it's a really damn good series. It's underrated. It's got ridiculous lore. And I know the first two games have, like, really interesting and witty uh, uh, social and political commentary. So, you know, take
0: that for what you will. I also have to say, like I, th- I don't think we've recommended this ever, but if you have a PlayStation and you have the PS Plus, which I want to say 90% of the people do have the PS Plus that have a PlayStation, okay, maybe less than that. I'll say 75%. Download the games, even if you don't want to play them at that moment, the monthly games, because that's how you get your value out of that PS Plus like sale even if the games go on sale at the end of the year for like 10 bucks a pop, you're still making your $60 back on like, they give you two free games. And right now they're giving away a PS five game every month too. So you get your two PS four and then you save to your library, the PS five game. And say you upgrade later on, like I'm going to upgrade you have that. You already have games for your PS five that you didn't have to go out and buy. They're attached to your account already. so that's something to think about if you want to cheap out like me I mean even though it's $60 well okay I didn't pay $60 for the year either because I bought mine during a Christmas sale so and then I didn't put mine in until I only have two months of games what month is it Four? so February so I missed, I missed like two months of free stuff but I don't know I think it's a good deal, um, especially when you're not paying full price because they, you know, they offer like the $20, not $20. It's like 40, 45 bucks, I think for for 12 months during like the Christmas season, like for digital codes and you can get them off the store or at like GameStop. They'll give you digital codes and stuff. I think Best Buy does it too. Like, just buy it that way that you're paying less for the year and you're getting more value out of it than you are putting money into it. That's just my opinion. What do you guys think?
2: Sounds like a pretty smart plan. If you ask me,
0: yeah, I mean, it's free games. Like who doesn't like free? And they're not, they're not bad games. Like some, like the whole, I got a bunch of the far cry series, Bioshock. Uh, I ended up getting like Sims, even though I like, I'm not a big Sims player, but sims they had downloaded i had what else did i have there's a bunch of other stuff that i was like oh man i'll eventually play that uh like right now it's days gone and something else but like days gone i've wanted to play so like hey maybe i'll play some days gone eventually (laughs) so but you definitely get two games for the ps4 side as opposed to the ps5 side and i think sony realizes that not many people have a ps5 right now Gee, or, or I wonder
2: what made them realize that. Or, Maybe they finally started looking into their numbers and realized they weren't selling.
0: Or hear me out, they want people to actually buy the PS5 games, and that's why they're only giving out one instead of the two games. That could be another cook. Cook? Hook. God, I can't even talk today. What is wrong with me, guys?
2: Everything. Exactly. We just haven't jotted in someone- the details.
0: I got it. so today <laughs> today I was shooting like um you know I've got the TikTok whatever I was shooting TikTok videos and I fucking like dude my eyelashes I don't know what the fuck happened I just got a haircut and like I just buzz my head because I'm a fucking balding bastard but like dude my it's like my hair went from my head to my fucking eyelashes I have these like weird fucking long ass eyelashes that like feel like they weigh my eyelids down I'm like what the fuck happened make me look like I'm all stoned all the time and everything. And all it is is just literally my eyelash. Like I have to like open my eyes, like wide the fuck open and like start talking to people to look normal. (laughs) I don't know what the fuck happened to me. Uh, I'm a mess. I'm a mess. I don't really have anything else. Oh, we have eBay stuff. Where is that stuff? You guys got anything to toss in here? Come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Not really. No. No. So I guess eBay's changing their rules on card selling. Well, first off, they're changing a lot of their rules, but it's how it's affecting card sales. So my understanding is, is that you now have to list extra stuff to list your cards like You have to list rarity, you have to list uh, all this other stuff, and they're giving an option for um, it's called a uh, white envelope or standard envelope shipping. Because if you're buying common and if you buy from TCG player, most of the time when you're paying the shipping cost, it's just coming in a stamped envelope. Like people yeah. who do this, this is how they sell their cards, but some people apparently, um like freak out over that. If you've been buying singles, you know that singles are coming in a, just a plain envelope and you'll get them when you get them type thing. And then you can mark them that you got them on the website and, you know, leave feedback, whatever. At least that's how it works on TCG player. Like I've never, the only time I've ever like done extra when shipping a card, if, if anything was over like 50 bucks, I would put insurance on it, but that would come out of my pocket but, um, so I guess eBay has been having problems with, um, like card sales. Cause people, what they would do, they, they changed their policy a while ago. Like, I want to say like six months ago, not six months ago, like four months ago with if somebody bought a card, what was happening was it was, well, it was sports cards really what was happening. So You'd buy a sports card for like $300, right? And then say the next week, that price dropped to like $100. People were getting buyer's remorse and trying to refund the money. And eBay put a stop to that. Like, you bought it at this. This is what you get. Like, unless it was an actual problem, this is what you get to stop, you know, start eliminating some of the claims that they were getting on these sports cards. So what I think is happening, the same thing's happening with Pokemon now. Because people are going to eBay trying to sell their Pokemon cards. Which, by the way, I saw somebody put up the 25th anniversary Pikachu Happy Meal box on eBay for three bucks.
1: Fucking desperate. (laughs)
0: Like you took the food out of the box Flattened the box, took a picture of it, and then put it on eBay. what <laughs> and then and then, what I saw on top of that is that they were opening up like uh trainer boxes, elite trainer boxes of Pokemon, putting the stuff in sleeves and saying um pre opened box, nothing was removed, and then trying to sell it like they were chasing the the Charizard, the expensive-ass Charizard card, and then realized they didn't get it and then are now trying to flip the box still for over-retail. <laughs> Jesus. Like, <laughs> oh, shit. like, how how bad do you have to be... Like, if you were a little kid, you're not going on eBay, and your parents are probably not going on eBay looking for open, already opened product. I think part of the joy... Of the hobby is opening up the packs and having the packs like (laughs) that's part of the joy, at least for me, it is. So when I see weird shit like that, I just fucking die laughing because I I just don't get it. I don't fucking get it. (laughs) Anyway, so um, what I think is starting, I think it's what was happening with sports cards is starting to happen with the Pokemon cards, which is also affecting magic. Yu-Gi-Oh, any other type of trading card game. Or any type of cards period, really, um, where you have to list rarity, you have to list um, how it's being shipped. They have a st- you know the, the white envelope shipping now. But to be fair, they've also increased, not fair, to, to be clear on it, they've also increased the fees that you're getting on it. like So they're naturally increasing the fees by 0.2%. Which is, which is already pretty high. But they're, they're also taking a fee out for collecting your tax to certain states because certain states have an online tax that has to be paid and eBay collects it for you and pays it for you. So you don't have to collect that portion. But off of eBay's little site thing, what it says is 12% of the total amount of the sale up to 7,500 is calculated per item. And then 2.35% of the portion of sales over $75,000. So you could potentially have up to 15% of your item, depending on how expensive it is, taken out of your, as far as fees go. And another portion for the taxes. So you could be paying close to like 17, 18% in fees on eBay now. Like, how the fuck is eBay still alive with taking this much money from people? Like, it used to be cool where you can just get rid of stuff, like, you're cleaning out your house. Like, let me just put some stuffed animals on. Let me do this. Let me do that. And then it turned into, like, people actually using it as a platform instead of starting their own website. Like, it just it blows my mind.
2: You got me, dude. clue. I think you kind of answered that question yourself. It's that... People have been since using uh, eBay as essentially their own business, and they took complete advantage of it. I mean, I guess it's the same way right now. What Amazon's doing, Amazon is just taking advantage of people who are selling their products
0: through them. Okay, so so what? What eBay is saying is that cards under. Priced under $20 and ungraded can go in an envelope. So basically what I was saying, if it's like, yeah, if it's over 50, I got insurance on it. If not, then just stuck it in an envelope. Okay, so, I mean, that's not terrible. But you have all those fucking fees. Ah. You know, and the funny thing is, is they broke away from PayPal. And I think they're like PayPal is a separate company from eBay where they used to be a combined thing, but I PayPal is doing their own thing right now. PayPal also owns Venmo, which is a another thing like cash app. And it just, it's weird because it's like eBay and PayPal, like hate each other now. Like eBay doesn't even want to use PayPal anymore. eBay would rather you have, you use your own like debit card.
2: I didn't know about
0: that. Yeah. I It's it's just like, I think they're trying to get rid of PayPal altogether, So PayPal is like their own thing, but uh, I don't know, man. Like it just, it's, it seems easier to scam people on eBay than it does anything else. So I, I, I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> and then you have all of these like, Weird shipping things like not like it's kind of like wish but not wish it's like okay so they start these sites and then they outsource their projects right so then you pay them they have zero communication with you they don't tell you when shit's coming they don't tell you anything and then when you the second you file a claim because you paid through PayPal they're like cancel the claim we'll give you like five dollars off and you're like no just cancel the fucking order and give me back my money (laughs) Cause it's like some like Chinese company. You're like, what the fuck is going on? So. Oh, it's
2: funny. Now that you said, because I just found out today, just a little earlier this evening that, uh, one of the items I ordered, uh, has been delayed and they decided to give me a promo code for 10% off. Huh? Is it
0: the t-shirt you ordered? No. (laughs) no. I was like, damn, they're discounting my shit already. No, (laughs) by the way, if you don't know what we're talking about, we now have merch and it says stay sexy and go fuck yourself (laughs) with our logo on it. (laughs) Orlando ordered a tea. Uh, I ordered myself a tea. I'm just I ordered myself trying to check the quality. I didn't realize Lando was going to order one.
2: (laughs) I ordered one because I wanted one.
0: Yeah, uh, but I wanted I to was, check the quality before anybody ordered them. But um, I didn't mind
2: because I w- it, let's say, God forbid, you know, the shirt wasn't of the best of quality. Yeah, I was still gonna take that bastard to work and wear it like a, like it was my motherfucking pride and soul. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough.
0: It looks like you're gonna get yours before I get, I, I before heard to, I
2: get I mine. Heard, show to my boss and be like, "Hey, boss, stay sexy and." uh Oh, fuck yourself.
0: Yeah, there you go. Just read the shirt. Just read the shirt. (laughs) So it looks like you're going to get yours before I get mine, uh, because mine still has to be fulfilled. So the way these shirts work for complete visibility on these, if you buy a shirt from our store, which is linked and pinned on the Facebook page, or even in my bio on Twitter, if you buy a shirt the podcast only makes a dollar on it. And that is because we want to keep the price low. It's only 15 bucks for a t-shirt. So, um, I don't know if it updated with shipping. It originally wasn't charging shipping. Like I didn't get charged shipping and I know Lando didn't get charged shipping, but I think they might have put shipping on it now. Um, if they did the shipping is only four bucks on it. So you're only paying 20 bucks for the t-shirt and we're only still making a dollar on the t-shirt. So, um, to keep the price low, we only took a dollar off the t-shirt, um, after fees and everything. So it's a drop, it's a print to order drop ship thing. So you place your order and then it gets fulfilled somewhere and then it gets shipped out. Um, Mine still hasn't gotten fulfilled, and I know I placed mine the day before Lando, so I don't know what's going on with that, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> but if for some reason you do order a T-shirt, I see all the orders, and just hit us up on the Facebook, and if we'll figure out what's going on with your order if you have a problem with it, because, yeah, I have access to all that. But, yeah, it, there's just print-to-order, drop-ship T-shirts. Um, they're, I got them in a unisex t-shirt, so no oh it's women's blah 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 whatever just men's I think it says men's on it now that I think about it but it just it's just a unisex tee with our logo and our my little slogan at the end. So yeah that's my that's my shameless little plug for this episode guys and the whole reason we did this is because I hated the idea of Patreon and just getting like somebody donating stuff to us. Like that's not what what I'd rather do. I'd rather give something in return for supporting the show like (laughs) t-shirts. So we got other stuff too. So don't worry. We'll keep you guys informed. I thought this was going to be more like a, a shameless
2: promo. For example, has this ever happened to you? I want to be polite, but I'm also an asshole. Well, do I have a solution for you?
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there it is yeah <laughs> that's our now our new shameless plug right there so no I'm like I don't want to be that dead I don't want to feel like I'm shilling myself for donations like that's not what I want to do and uh, we've said it all along if you followed us and listen to any of our podcasts, you know that already so but if you do want to support well, you at least get something in return <laughs> a cool little t-shirt alright Oh. <laughs> uh. Man, how, we don't have anything on this episode. This is going to be, like, our shortest episode ever, guys.
2: I had to start somewhere.
0: I feel like there was really no huge news this week. Like, nothing, like, groundbreaking.
1: I mean, it's Actually, kind of a right limbo. Whatever? We're kind of in a weird limbo right now, so the official release for strict Sabins next week. So pre pre-release is kind of one of those meh moments. Unless you crack the box, you really don't care. So, I mean, it is what it is.
0: Yeah. There's, I mean, the ghost of the past was the big release and it's not even that big of a release. Cause I didn't realize how small of a release it was going to be. And then I'll look into more Yu-Gi-Oh stuff. I feel like there's, a, oh. there's, there's an audience for that.
1: And I want to give Orlando props because he's right. Those ghost rays look like absolute fucking shit. I think they look cool.
0: Okay. Dumb. Do they look shit on, on a picture or do they, do they look shit in real life with the holographic, like tilting? <laughs>
2: Dude, in real life, they're just cards that are, Completely transparent that you have to look... the In order to see them at a fucking angle just to look at the damn photo. Otherwise, you're looking at the, at the, at the artwork. Otherwise, you're just looking at the text itself. The fuck is even the point?
0: I don't know. I think they look cool. <laughs> Especially... Okay, if there's anything I'm going to hunt out of this... uh Ghost of the past it's that dark magician one only because I like dark magician.
2: I mean that's fair. I mean, if you wanted a dark magician, I could spare you a dark magician of an ultimate of an ultra rare one, but all right, you do you
0: hey they're expensive. Have you looked up the prices on those dark magicians? <laughs> the ghost rare ones? No, no, any of them <laughs> any they're all like plus thirty dollars right now, okay fair enough, then me giving you one
2: of them wouldn't be that bad, now would it? Yeah. No. I want to find this one.
0: (laughs) I mean, fair fair. enough. I wish you the best (laughs) luck on that. Hey, I found my fat Pikachu. I'm gonna find one of these.
2: (laughs) Look, you only found that fat Pikachu is because you're the only one out of 7 billion people on the planet who enjoys fat people falling.
0: (laughs) Yeah, right. It was destined to be No, the what's the other thing? I got a jeweled lotus. I got a vampiric tutor. I got the uh, elysorius shepherd. Like I've been having like monster draws of like. Well, I didn't want the elysorius shepherd. Like that's not a card I needed. But I the vampiric tutor. I think I drew a grim tutor. Was a card I needed. The fabled passage is a card I needed. If I feel like if I'm looking for a specific card and I'm grabbing it out of a box, I seem to be drawing it. (laughs) like I don't because I haven't bought the singles so I figure I have I figure I have luck if I'm looking for something (laughs) like I'm going to get a collector's booster box maybe okay I I lied I'm not doing that I will get collector's packs of (laughs) I will do this slowly but I'm looking for that freaking demonic tutor in Japanese and I'm going to find it god damn it and maybe a Swords the Plowshare. Oh, to on that one. Yeah, I need a Swords the to Plowshare, too. So, yeah. But, um, yep. I, th- I mean, if you guys got nothing else, I got nothing.
2: I think we're good, man. Cool, cool. In the box.
0: You, you boy. Um, all right, well, I guess we're going to end the show. And thanks for listening. Uh, this has been your weekly episode of The Angry War Gamer. <laughs> <laughs> Go ALS, ASMR on it. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. And, you know, keep in touch with us. Like we said Facebook, Twitter, Angry War Gamer, Angry War Gamer podcast on Facebook. And then you've got Drew at Punk Toast and Lando at Ragnarok Knight on Twitter. Go search us out. Come find us. Come talk to us. Let us know what you think. Let us know if there's something you want to hear about. And remember, stay sexy and go fuck yourself.